Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Welcome, you lovelies, to episode six of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. We are sitting under a palm tree on a hot, sunny day. The sky is blue, the sea is crystal clear, and we are watching the ebb and flow of the sea as it gently laps the shore. Gosh, that's very melodic, darling. We've got some snacks and drinks. Kath, what have you got today? Well, I'm going upper class today. I'm going to have smoked mackerel pate. (gasps) Can I join you with that? No. (laughs) Sharing is caring. Not in my book. And a drink? Well, I think I'm going to be a little bit exotic with my drink. I'm going to have a strawberry daiquiri. Do you know what? You've got to share it all today, I'm afraid. I'm sorry, darling. I was the baby of my family. I don't do sharing. It is so good to have you with us. Together, we are going to celebrate life with all of its little challenges, celebrate our differences and applaud everyone for getting through another week. In episode six of our podcast, we're going to share stories of naked swimming, uh-oh. how best to embarrass your child or any family member really, and the debate over the trusty windscreen wiper. We are real, honest, and promise you will get a little insight into how we survive life. It's a mystery even to us. Now, how has your week been, Kath? It's been all right, actually, because my youngest son has started a catering course, so he's bringing home loads of goodies. No way. Oh, mate, I've had donuts, I've had fresh bread. Yes. Can I move in? Absolutely not. (laughs) It's bad enough having to tolerate you while we're doing our podcast. I'm not living with you, babe. He's also working in a Thai restaurant now, isn't he? He is. He's making a fortune. I mean, he's literally rolling in it. Oh, and also this week, I forgot to tell you, Munchkin, I went for a massage. Oh, get you. And even better was the fact that it was free because I won it in a raffle. How do you manage to do these things? I have no idea. I mean, I've never won anything in a raffle before. The word that comes to mind is jammy. Yep, really jammy. So I trotted off for said massage and I probably was a little bit naive because I didn't actually realise I was going to have to take all my clothes off. Now, hang on a minute. I have done massages for you before. That sounds a little bit wrong, I know. (laughs) I used to be, many, many years ago, a beauty therapist. When we first met, I offered you a massage. That's how she wheedled her way into my life. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) She's never gone since. (laughs) You had to take your clothes off for that. Yeah, that's true. I know. I don't know why I just didn't expect it, but I didn't. So I was in her garden room, which is really lovely. And she told me I had to take my clothes off. And she said she couldn't go outside because it was tipping it down with rain and was blowing a gale. So she stayed in there with me. So let me get this straight. You won a massage in a raffle. Yes. You went to someone's garden room. Yes. And they asked you to get naked (laughs) while they remained in the room. Yes. Any alarm bells go off for you? Yes. To be fair, she stood over the other side of the massage table and held a towel up. So I was really quickly trying to tear my clothes off and dive onto the mattress. How successful were you? Yeah, well, I had to get one booby out at a time. jumped onto the table as quick as possible and was like I'm ready and then she put the towel over me I have to tell you now confessions of a beauty therapist right here some people you would have come in for their treatments and they'd be very coy very embarrassed and we would do everything to try to shield their privacy respect their dignity other ladies would come in for their treatments and they take everything off 
including underwear, everything. As a young beauty therapist, sometimes I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know where to look. I mean, that's quite extreme, especially if they were just coming in for their eyebrows to be done. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Put your clothes back on, Mrs. Jones. So that basically was the gist of my week. How about you, Munchkin? Well, I am driving a lot at the moment because my middle daughter is at college. She had been shielding. She's attempting college. So I'm taking her and picking her up. And it's a good half hour journey every day. Then she's just going to her classroom where there's only six other students. And she stays there for the whole day, bless her. Bless her. I'm getting very bored of the drive. Very bored. So I decided I needed to give myself a bit of entertainment. So far so good it all started last week i dropped her off at college as normal it's a bit embarrassing when your parents dropping you off isn't it yeah it really is and as she turned to walk away i wound down the windows gently i turned up my music really really loud i think at the time it was possibly steps that was coming out well you know that i have a soft spot for steps so i would have been well happy with that (laughs) i'm taking it your daughter wasn't really not I shouted to her quite loudly, big dramatic wave out of the window with the music pumping out, blue kisses. She didn't know where to look. Well, this has become a new sport for me now. You are a hideous mother. If we can't embarrass our children, what is life? Exactly. I mean, let's be honest. They gave us stretch marks, so they're fair game. So as you know, we love to do a confession each week and I love it even more this week because it's Amy that's doing a confession. It was me again last week. I can't believe it's my turn. I'm older than you, so I make the rules. So without further ado, we need a fanfare because you know what? What's life without a fanfare? You need it when you embarrass your children at the school or college gate. Yeah, you need it when you're having a massage and you've got to get your clothes off. You need it when you get naked in front of people. Absolutely. So, play the fanfare, please, Munchkin. Do you know what? I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. You've got no idea, have you? This makes me feel really excited. It's clearly going to be a juicy one. Well, I get myself into quite awkward situations all the time. And I'm not sure how I do it. It just happens to me. Yeah, you are very, very unfortunate. I'm sure people listening who are similar to me can really understand how it feels. (laughs) I don't think anyone stuffs up quite as regularly or as monumentally as you do, darling. I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) As you know, I discussed in the podcast in episode five how I have taken up wild swimming. I love the way she says wild swimming. It makes it sound like you swim with a pod of killer whales or something, not just go in the sea. But no, if you want to big it up, you big it up, girl. Well, this week I thought there's an amazing full moon. I'm going to go down and attempt to swim at night time under a full moon. Wow. I don't quite know what to say about that. Is it safe to do that? I think so. It was a very still evening. It was a hunter's moon. Got down there with my friend and there were quite a few other women all in small groups, everybody social distancing. Got into the water. It took a while. As I said, I have to do it in stages. I don't know how you manage. It must be freezing. Absolutely freezing because I go in in my swimming costume. But I got in quite quickly, swimming around, having a lovely time, really enjoying it. It was really beautiful with the stars out. I can't describe it really. It took my breath away. Really, really stunning. I mean, the cold took my breath away. I was going to say, I think it was probably going in the sea that took your breath away. And then I heard lots of whooping from other groups, other little clusters of two or three women. And I was thinking, what is going on? And then I saw things being hoisted above their heads. (laughs) 
and swirled round and what, round. What do you mean? They were taking off their swimsuits. Oh, here we go. They were all getting naked. Here we go. This is where we get to the juicy part. And I suppose you did as well. No, I didn't. I was so cold that I didn't think I'd be able to get it back on. <laughs> No, I didn't want to take my swimsuit off with lots of other people there. That's not my style. No one needs to see that. Let's let's be honest. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, dear. Did they all get out naked then? No, they put them back on, apart from one lady who had attached it, because some people swim with these floats so that you're visible. She'd attached her swimsuit to her float. It had unattached itself. So she lost her oh, swimsuit. She had to mate. streak up the beach. But it gets worse, because just next to this beach where we swim there's a restaurant that overlooks it and all these people oh no were stood at the window and i wonder how much they could see oh probably everything i would have thought please promise me you're not going to take your swimming costume off i'll really try not to oh don't but i was quite impressed with their bravery i thought they were all fabulous still it was a little bit of a shock i wasn't expecting naked women everywhere You see what happens when you go out unsupervised? It's always you. I know, I do need a carer with me at all times. (laughs) Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Now it's come to that time in the podcast. Every week we are going to bring you our favourite news story from around the world. Something that's made us smile because... You know what? We all need that at the moment, don't we, Kath? Absolutely. And this is a beaut. During the pandemic, who here has decided that they're just going to bake up a storm to pass the time? Honestly, I can't tell you. There wasn't anything that wasn't baked in my house, I don't think. Well, Pauline Beaumont is an author and she has written a book called Bread Therapy, The Mindful Art of Baking Bread. Pauline says the pressure we put ourselves under in the pursuit of perfection is a significant cause of anxiety don't you know and so activities like bread making allow us to accept that we all make mistakes well I have not made a decent loaf yet so I am well and truly accepting that I am rubbish at baking so baking helps to soothe anxiety it's good for us during this time yeah it is you'd be hard pushed to find anyone Ames who's not seduced by the smell of bread baking and you know what it's the whole massaging isn't it is that what you do you need Amy thank you that's the word I you don't massage the dough do you oh mate i've just got massage on my brain since i thought about you getting naked in front of somebody and having a massage (laughs) earlier so there you go we all need to bake bread we've baked together before haven't we yes it was my daughter's birthday bear in mind this was a good few years ago and (laughs) kath and i were always hopeless at baking i mean when i was very first married i made a cake for my husband's birthday and i found a really cool design it was a hedgehog i baked the cake but it sunk in the middle really badly oh dear so then i had to make a load of icing oh why did you do that to make the mound shape so when you cut into it it was about three quarters icing <laughs> and then a little tiny bit of sponge at the bottom why didn't you just start again didn't go much better when we baked together did it no not really we had to have lessons from my mother-in-law first we did which were brilliant actually i still make the cakes how she taught us so after going for lessons <laughs> on how to bake a cake <laughs> This is quite embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. But I'll carry on. We baked my daughter's fifth birthday cake. She wanted a mermaid. The cake turned out really well. It looked it beautiful. Did. It did. We covered it in royal icing. Yep. Still looking good. Really good. 
Then we designed the mermaid. This is where it went very wrong. Now, I think the mermaid was beautiful, but Amy said it wasn't going on the cake. I mean, she was a little bit muscly. She did look a little bit like a bodybuilder and her hair wasn't great either. Well, I mean, the whole thing wasn't great really. But, you know, I tried and I wanted it on the cake. Amy wouldn't let me. It was a disaster. It looked like a man with a tail. (laughs) I spent ages doing that, absolutely ages. And as far as Amy was concerned, it just didn't cut the mustard. No, it didn't make the final cut for the cake. Unbelievable. I I bought a topper in the end. Before we go any further, I have to get something off my chest. And I I want to know, Ames, if you are the same as me. This is making me very worried. No, you don't have to be worried. Now, what I want to say to you, two words, windscreen wipers. I have noticed that when I'm driving, and it might be a little bit rainy or quite a lot rainy, do you do this? You need to tell me. When I put my windscreen wipers on, I check to see how other drivers have got theirs. If theirs are slower than mine, I feel like I'm overreacting. I do this as well, I have to admit, because you never know. And it's really hard to get the speed right, isn't it? It is. And I want to know that I'm not being dramatic about the rainfall. So I check all around me and then I adjust mine accordingly. I feel like I'm doing something really, really wrong when I put it on the fastest setting. Even though it's really heavy rain, belting down, you can't see in front of you. Yeah. And sometimes you can be driving and you've got it on a quicker setting and someone else has got it really slow. That's what I mean. It stresses me out because then I know that they're looking at me going, oh, drama queen. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I feel better now I've said that and conferred with you and I'm not actually going mad. It's time for something that I absolutely love. Me? No. I love you too. Oh, thanks, babe. This is our word for the week. We need a drum roll first. Now, this is a challenge that we are bringing every week in our podcast. We are asking, can you slip the word that we give you seamlessly into conversation? You don't draw attention to yourself. You move on with your life. Give yourself an internal high five. Just get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, give me some examples of when you could slip it in, Kath. (laughs) When you're going under anaesthetic, it could be your profound last words before you go sleep. When you're about to have a massage and you're stripping all your clothes off. Here she goes again. Here she goes. Just let it drop now, mate. When you're having a moonlight swim and all the other women (laughs) appear to get naked. Ooh. You can slip it in wherever. So here is our word for the week. It's fudgel. Oh, I'm not sure if I like that word. That's not very easy to say, is it? Fudgel. What does it mean? Pretending to work when you're not actually doing anything at all. Well, I've got that down to a fine art. That is you all over. If you looked up fudgel in the dictionary, it'd be a picture of me. (laughs) Kath came round earlier on and I said, I really need your help with something to do with our podcast. She sat there. I did it all. And then she said, well done at the end. (laughs) You've got the knack, Kath. Thank you. I like to think that I am an expert. It's a gift. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) So seeing as it's so apt for you, Mm -hmm. you can use it all the time. Fudgel. Yes, I will try and slip it in wherever I can. Perfect. Coming up in episode six of our podcast the extortionate price of a fish pie is our survival guide tip and it's a good one isn't it Kath? it is something you will wonder how you live without it how you've managed to function without this is anyone's guess but before this i've got something that i want everybody to try that's listening and i need you to give it a go as well Kath. um it depends what it is it's not taking my clothes off is it <laughs> no. <laughs> no thank you <laughs> How smart do you think your right 
foot is? Oh, what a ridiculous question. I don't know. I've never asked it. Well, ask it now. (laughs) How smart are you? It says it's very smart. Now, what I need you to do, if you're able to, is lift your right foot off the floor and make clockwise circles. Go on, do it now. Doing it. Beautiful. Look at that. Now, while doing this, draw the number six in the air with your right hand. Your foot will change directions. My My foot's changed direction. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Have another go. Oh my goodness, it's science. We need you to try this too. It is incredible, isn't it? That is weird. Why does it do that? You don't know, do you? I have no idea. It must be science. I'm sure someone could tell us. We've just done science. Hardly, but there we go. So give it another go. When you're sitting quietly, you might be waiting for the bus, you might be at work, wiggle the right foot, draw a number six with the other hand and watch your foot magically change direction. It is magic. I mean, it's something you can relate to, Kath, isn't it? Not having control of your own body. That is just rude. Let's move quickly on to the Promise Survival Guide tip. Come on, without further ado, what is your Survival Guide tip? this week. Okay, my tip is when you're wearing a hoodie and you're watching a film, you need to have something to put your popcorn in, yes? I really struggle, you know, with the whole popcorn thing because you try to balance everything and it never works. No, well, girlfriend, I've got the tip for you. Wear a hoodie. So far, so good? I can do that. Easy. Love a good hoodie. Then you turn the hoodie round the other way so the hood's at the front. Then you fill the hood with popcorn. No way. Yes. I mean, you can walk around your house eating popcorn. You can do whatever you want. The world's your oyster with popcorn in your hood. This is life-changing now. Thank you. A hands-free popcorn holder. Yeah, because you don't want to keep rustling the bag trying to get it out, do you? Because then everyone knows that you're stuffing the popcorn and not sharing. It. These tips are life-changing, Kat. Thank you. I feel like I've surpassed myself this week with my wisdom for the good folk. You really have. Thank you. And I think that is the perfect moment to bring this sixth episode of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie, to a close. Oh, sad times. Thank you so much for joining us. Together, we embrace the challenges of life love the mistakes and imperfections and most importantly laugh as we all work out together how to navigate this thing called life so until next week amy say goodbye toodle pip say goodbye kath cheers and gone